This is Dr. David Pomeroy, your host on ADHD Focus. I wanted to remind you that the show is not intended to be a recommendation for diagnosis or treatment of any condition for any specific person. Please consult your mental health professional or doctor managing your ADHD or mental health issues about any diagnosis or treatment-related information that you hear on the show. Refer your ADHD provider to the show if he or she would like more information. Thank you. Hello, this is your host of ADHD Focus, Dr. David Pomeroy, and today we'll be talking with Rick Green, the creator and brains behind TotallyADD.com, about some of the common problems um, that and challenges that people with ADHD face in all kinds of daily activities. So, Rick, good uh, good to have you on the program. Good to see you uh, or talk to you, and hopefully we're going to see you because we're going to be over in your neck of the woods uh, in the next month or so. So we're uh, afterwards, we'll talk about actually getting together, and you can buy me lunch and buy Ava and I dinner, and it'll be great. Uh, okay, that's good. That's yeah, good. yeah. Um, so one of the, the main things that people with ADHD struggle with, and I have to admit I don't think it – I think if someone said – it's not a problem. I have to wonder whether they actually have ADHD, and that right. is procrastination and putting things off, having a hard time getting started. Yeah, it's it's everywhere, um, and it's it it's not just with ADHD, but I think it's especially prevalent with ADHD. The challenges, uh, the things that drive procrastination for most people um, and there are many reasons why we procrastinate it's not one simple explanation there's emotional issues there's intellectual issues there's sort of just I actually don't know what I need the next, what information I need or whatever it is mm-hmm. but it, it's I think it becomes overwhelming for us and that's certainly yeah. when we're we can be incredibly productive um, but when uh, when we're fiddling away on small things and getting them done and not tackling the main things that really matter to us or that we've promised or that are important, um, you know, we feel like we're procrastinating, and we are. We're procrastinating on specific things. And people say, I just sat and watched TV all day. Well, that's what you did. You didn't procrastinate yeah. on watching TV. So yeah, we are that was doing your something. choice. Yeah, well, or it, it's, you know, there's that great phrase that Russell uh, Ramsey, Dr. Russell Ramsey uh, had, which was that uh, I know what to do and I still don't do it, and that's the mm-hmm. frustration. Yeah, um, and the, certainly the the other aspect is if you really aren't interested in it, or it's taxes, and I don't know too many people interested in that, then it's easy to put it off because, oh, well, I've got to get some things done, but I really want to figure out what I want to buy next on Amazon or whatever. Yeah, and I think that it's easy to go, there's urgent, like my mom just called and I got to call mom back right now or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And and so often what's, what we want to do in life doesn't have a schedule. So, I mean, we got into, I got into this because we made a documentary about ADHD, ADD and Loving It, and it ran on, ADD and Loving It ran on PBS. It's still running on PBS, and but, you know, it's available in our shop. It's been seen by millions of people, and... Because it was originally broadcast on television, we had a date. We had to deliver. It was very easy to stay on track. We also had a budget. 
Now, the thing was, I wasn't in charge of the budget, and there was a production manager who handled the scheduling, and I had a co-producer, my wife, Ava, who kept things moving forward, which freed me up. So I was lucky there. And then when that aired, and it was hailed as this one-of-a-kind, unique uh, thing, the immediate reaction was, could you give us another one just like it? That's, yeah. <laughs> and, but, and, of course, that's when we came up with Mastering It, ADD and Mastering It, which then debuted on PBS. And that was really the issue for people is, okay, I, the first program was, I had no idea. Thank you. I get yeah. it now. This is what's going on. But then the question from so many people, myself included, when I was diagnosed at age 47 was, okay, what do I do about it? And because yeah. Because you've got ADHD, you want the answer now. You want it to be simple. And when it doesn't work out the first time, you just, oh, I give up. And you it's so easy to be disheartened. So and that, I think a lot of people also hope that, well, medicine's going to fix it. Oh, yeah, I can take one of those things. Then great. Everything will be fine. Well, Which, and it, 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 it can transform things dramatically. Um, but yeah. the phrase I've often used, and I used it in our big series on medication, which you've been such a fan of, the five-part series on it. But I, the phrase is that it levels the playing field. Right. But now you've got a playing field where you've got to go play. And you've got yes. to play to win the game. And you've got to know the rules of the game. And you've got to understand, and so on. So, uh, But now you're not playing uphill. And it's disorienting when suddenly you can actually sit down and do your taxes with and that was for me when I started medication was the litmus test I couldn't figure out didn't seem to affect my creativity I didn't notice any difference I wasn't sort of had clearer vision or something or could hear pins dropping but I sat and in one day got a year's worth of taxes done which I'd not been able to do for a year and a quarter so mm -hmm. medication's great when it works uh, and then you've just leveled the playing field and the, then the procrastination has to be dealt with it doesn't have it doesn't give you any answers you know so right we we can talk a bit about what gets in the way. There are a number of things that, that lead to procrastination. Um, you know, one is simply that the project is too big. Mm -hmm. that, that's, uh, you know, making a television show, when I look at it now, to, to do another one, every time I, when I'm starting, I'm left with this. This is going to be huge. Um, so it seems big. Um, you know, they built ships, so at some point anything can be done and managed. And so, right. managing what, but it to the person, to you at that moment, it seems too big. And there's a couple of reasons, there's many reasons. One is you've tried before and it didn't work out, another is that you're overly ambitious. I've, I've had so many people say, I tried to write a novel and it was just, and I wrote it and it wasn't great. And it's like, yeah, that's because you have to rewrite and rewrite and rewrite. And even uh -huh. the best writers are rewrite. But people just, ex sometimes we can expect to be really good at things. So we're not, and we're not necessarily good at realizing what we are good at or what at, or I not. I think also another thing is that we tend to look at the end goal. Oh, I, I want to finish my taxes instead of, well, I have to find the receipts and get the material. So the, all the little steps seem like, well, that's, that falls out of mind, and it's this big thing of finish taxes or do the show yeah. or write the book instead right. of and it's small parts. And if you do start looking at the small parts, then you feel overwhelmed and you just, there's so many, you can't even keep track of them, which is why, yes. of course, people write down the steps um, and, or they have a system and, uh, and so on. But, you know, we have trouble keeping the system in mind. I, I, how many times have I created organizational systems for myself and sometimes yeah. it worked? 
for a while and sometimes they haven't. And then the other thing that's, that following a routine or doing any routine, even if it's something for the first time, Say you are writing your first novel and you've read about the steps involved in writing your first no- uh, writing a novel. Um, you're still now following a routine. It may be someone else's and you're adapting it. But we live tend to live without routine. We shun routine. We yes. find it restrictive. And and what I've found, I, I don't want to get into the solutions yet, but that is a big problem. And so for you know, there and we'll talk about mindfulness and meditation, yoga and exercise mm-hmm. and things that will help burn off some of that that sometimes can be for some people as effective as medication or double the effectiveness of medication and then there's the other thing I think there's a big issue which is um, it's so easy for us to be swamped by a thousand small things we want to do and I remember uh, a couple of the experts that we've interviewed for all of the different videos that are in the shop now I mean we've interviewed 75 experts uh, Uh including you and um, for all of these different videos on all these different Topics. And I remember one, uh, I think it's Barbara Luther, the coach, talking about a woman she was coaching who wanted to have a family and kids and a husband and a house, and she was 25 or 30, and, and Barbara asked her, well, how do you intend to get there? What are you going to do? And she just, what do you mean? Yeah. The idea, and it was, she was stunned. She had never considered that she was going to have to start taking steps today. If yes. she wanted to get married, she was going to have to meet people. What does that mean? Well, either going online or talking to friends or putting the mm-hmm. word out mm-hmm. or whatever, right? So we, we don't have our, not only a daily routine, but often we don't have this looking to the long term to remind the, ourselves. Of and, what, and we're that, looking, that, what we're aiming for. Yeah, and yeah. so for me, it's been um, very often, like we've, I think there's 20 videos in the shop, and there were many others that I started, and then they gradually got abandoned, uh, and they may get done someday, but it was it was because at some point I went, this isn't really what we're about. What we're trying to mm-hmm, do here is mm-hmm. get people empowered and and really you know, understanding what they have, understanding how to deal with it, and creating solutions that work for them. And yeah. when I went to, when I went to other things like the history of ADHD or the neurology, it's good to know some of that. But ultimately, knowing that it's dopamine and norepinephrine and so on and so on, and you know, the science keeps finding new right. levels of it and so on. That's helpful or it's interesting and it may help you in an argument when someone's going it doesn't exist and you're able to name a couple of the genes that are involved. Right. But it's that long term thing. And I and I think that's true of many people. If if it wasn't true, people would be saving money, everybody'd be saving much more money, living within their means and so on and so on. Yeah. And then one of the um I just want to bring up one particular um I guess set of of people I see for some reason it tends to be boys they're in ninth tenth eleventh grade and yeah they're going to go to college but they aren't turning in homework they're flunking courses they're ignoring it and they just have this idea that it's going to happen but they don't see the steps and realize well part of life is you have to jump through hoops you don't like and and they don't connect it right and they're um Another simple example, we've had many people come, uh, interns from a local college television course have come, probably seven or eight over the last five or six years. One of Mm -hmm. them, Jimmy, stayed with us and has been our uh, web guy and editor and done everything for many years. Um, Other people came and went, 
and the impression they got was they were bored. One guy actually was tweeting as he was sitting and supposedly <laughs> working in the next room was tweeting, boring. And it's like, uh, we can see that. But anyway, it was, there was this idea of, I hate this job. I want to be the producer, a director. Right. It's like, yeah, that if you can't do this simple job, I'm not giving you a better job. Do you not get that? You've got to yeah. be the best at what you're doing to get promoted. And so... And, of course, so many people, they have this idea they want to be in television especially, but show business, there's certain fields where people really want to be involved. And thanks to television, many people now, so many kids want to be a crime scene forensic investigator because they've seen what it's like on television and it looks cool. And it probably isn't really like that on television or in real life, but because there's paperwork, which they never show on television and all the rest of it. Anyway, right. so so I think that, that long-term thing of, of getting there that's why coaching can be so valuable and breaking something down you know um, into into a separate elements and step by step what do I need to get there and then yeah. of course the, the challenge with then comes that other one which is that there are so many ways to make lists to follow there's so many apps out there and ways to keep track of things and I realized we had three two calendars going calendars on our cell phones I had one right. and I had a dozen lists on my computer of different aspects it was madness. And so one of the key messages, there's in ADD and Mastering It in the video, there are uh, 36 different uh-huh. strategies that Patrick and I use. And one of the simplest ones is only one schedule. It's simple to right. say, but it's, it's really hard to do. One calendar, everything goes on the calendar. And Patrick... Mm-hmm. Patrick introduced me to that because they had struggled with it and when they really focused on it and it's you know stuff gets left off all the time but that said when they what, what when apps or schedule, or setup have you found or Patrick found to be most helpful cuz there's certainly a gazillion calendars and trying to sync them up can be a challenge Yeah well I, the biggest thing is to make sure that everybody who needs to be inputting stuff is has access to my calendar as well. So my wife, Ava, does. The kids, if they need to send me, and um, Jimmy is able to throw stuff on there. Mm-hmm. Our business coach uh, and ADH, our coach, basically, um, both of them can, they're friends who coach us, and they are able to go in there and so on. So um, there are a lot of systems out there. The trick is to have one, and to one it is really to use it you. faithfully. At that moment, and my brother older brother is so successful in business and the reason and one of the things he does there's many reasons but one of the things he does is all right we're gonna yeah we should get together for lunch next month okay when and he gets this thing out and he puts in the date and the time and bang an instant later and i'm yeah let's uh, we'll go home we'll look at the calendar and we'll call you and we'll send out an email and figure out something and we never do and yeah. a month goes by two months go by so it's that immediate thing of uh, and i yeah, this is another right aspect then. of it yeah, this is an aspect of ADHD I think we all struggle with. We do something that doesn't work, and yet we live in this belief that somehow, someday, if I just try a little harder, it's going to work. Yes. Rather yes. than go, so I have, I would make every day a list of 30 things to do. And I never got, or rarely got, to the important things. Mm-hmm. And yet every mm-hmm. day I'd say, okay, and finally I said, I'm going to make a shorter list. And it was 20 things, and then it was 10. And now I've learned some days... I put down two things I'm going to do. Yeah. And I have to fight this feeling of, well, that's a waste of a day. No, no. If you got these two things done, 
you'd feel great. And you feel like they're going to take the whole day, maybe two or three days. And what about these other things? But when I focus and get them done, it's like, oh, my God, I did that in 45 minutes. Yeah, or, yeah, it, or even if it that, is four yeah. hours, it's like the relief. And mm-hmm. then I can just... Then I go and look at the list, the master list, and go, well, now I can do 18 more things today. Quick things. Call Dave. Line this up. Check right, out this. Right. And so on. One of so, the, the uh, things that I've found helpful um, that I learned in a kind of time, time management for time-challenged people was mm-hmm. uh, in terms of kind of getting that list of 30 things, well, where do, where do you start, is called a focus map where you have – a center box and that's your topic say it's vacation and then you have four boxes around that you only get to have four and one of them may be uh, how you gonna get there where are we gonna go uh, packing clothes packing recreational stuff and then you just list out on bars coming out from each of those boxes what are you gonna do um, and if one box has, you know, packing clothes, has all kinds of places, well, that becomes its own center box in a different map. So right. then you've got this list kind of exploded, and you can say, well, we have to figure out where we're going to go before we figure out how we're going to get there. So you can kind That's, of prioritize it. It's brilliant. And, and there's mind mapping. There's these great tools that mm-hmm. are like that, and they are really good. And it's kind of how we think anyway. It's a great way to manage a big project. And that big project could, as you say, just being getting to the cottage every weekend. And, and what I like, what we started to do, uh, and this is brilliant, is, uh, and again, this is mentioned in Mastering It, but um, I talk, we talk in mas- ADD and Mastering, we talk about making lists and using them. And just in the last year, we finally started making a list for when we're going to the cottage or on a vacation. And that list is, you know, cancel the newspaper, turn off the yeah. modem, uh, and uh, set the timers on the lights. There's there's a whole section. There's a whole section of clothing, you know, shirts, pants, underwear, whatever. Right. And then there's a whole section of who to contact, let the neighbors know. There's a whole section of camera, do we, you know, if we're working, are we bringing cameras, lights, audio equipment, and so on. And so if we're just going on a vacation where we're not doing some shooting, then bang, that whole thing just gets checked off. Right. But there is this checklist. And what we've has been great was when we finished the checklist and – if we're on vacation and something gets missed, I make a note of it, and it gets added to that checklist, uh-huh, which is for the next time. started out as probably 30 items, and it's now probably up to 60 because there are so many possible little things. Mm-hmm, oh, we've mm-hmm. got, you know, it's just like I read, wrote phones. Well, phones, chargers, chargers and make sure yeah. you've got the cable, right? So it's all of these little steps. And, and then I print the checklist off. I made it bright colored, and it's it goes on a clipboard, sits right beside on a, a table in the living room. And as we gather stuff that we're taking along, or we're bringing off. the yeah, so we're going to the cottage. Yep. We're bringing the uh, the uh, bags of potato chips or the homemade this, right. or whatever it is we're bringing. It starts piling up there, and it's that one other yeah, one other thing that yeah, that may um, given the fact that. Those of us with ADHD have a hard time figuring out how long it's going to take. Um, mm-hmm. Is if you, as you're going along, see, boy, this took longer than I expected. Whatever it was on the list, you could jot down. This is going to take me half an hour. This is five minutes. Um, so again, you have some perspective of we're not going to be able to do this the night before. 
Exactly. Well, I was working on a. I was actually writing a blog, and um, it, and I started it about an hour before this call, and I knew going in. I started to rush, and then I went. This is not a forty-five minute job. This is going to take longer than that. Get yeah. as much done as you can. I set a timer beside me. It went off. I switched the timer off. I continued for another five minutes, and then went. Oh, I. I there's a real danger that I switch it off, and I would have kept going, and you yeah. wonder where I was, right? But I stopped. I went over and you know and got online to prepare for this. So. Um, I'll go back to it later. And that's a really difficult thing for me to do. And I think for a lot of people is this feeling of I'll come back to it because our working memory is so bad. We have this experience of finding a project we started for me, you know, whole ideas that I developed and made a a sample footage of. And then it just fell by the wayside because I got involved in so many other things. And Mm -hmm. that is so that's a real challenge is allowing yourself to start something knowing you won't finish it all today because if you wait until I'm going to wait till I'll have two days in a row free you will right. never have two right. days in a row free you just won't and, so and how yet, do you how do you remind yourself that there's that project you didn't finish because I so I use an online program called Trello which is kind of like a bulletin board um, but it's online and it works really well because when I started out doing television and doing skit comedy on radio and television we had three by five cards for every single skit and it showed who was in it and how long the skit was going to run and whether it was a song Uh or a skit or a little blackout or whatever and since then every project and what's nice in Trello is there, you can put checklists and many other things. Every time you click on a card and flip it over, you can fill in all ah. kinds of information. So that's for that kind of thing really helpful. For finishing the blogs, um, it's just a matter of I've you know I've left it up on my screen. It's there, and I'm pretty sure I know I'll come back to it because I know that uh, Jimmy is waiting for the blog so he can upload it onto the website so it's there uh-huh. for Thursday morning and so on. So there. Uh, um, part of it is really, and also working with, I mean, these are a lot of systems, but also working with a coach who makes sure I'm not pursuing 115 ideas because yeah. I've got 115, I've got 115,000 ideas, right? And even if I chase down just a fraction of them, uh, I'll never get anything finished because it's way more fun to start something new. So having a short list and getting something done, and then when it's done, the other thing I've learned to do is to reward myself. Yes, yes. Some chocolate, uh, get up and dance, go watch some a program I really wanted to see, um, just even get kudos from Ava or myself or whatever. But we, we it's been said we are reward deficient sometimes. People with ADHD often, yeah. they... They don't. It's not enough to uh, you know have a friendly game of cards. They've got to go out and gamble their life savings at a casino um, to to wake up the brain. To get that. To, and, yeah, and the the reward has to be immediate, directly in time um, related. So with uh, yep. kids, if parents say you know if you get um, good uh, reports all week, then you can have ice cream on Saturday. Well, Saturday might as well be two years from now. But exactly. if you get one today, then um, we'll go for a walk or you get to um, go over yeah. to someone's house, whatever the reward for that kid is. So the tie in is right exactly at the time. And it's so important at that moment, whether it's your kid or your, your spouse or you, to when it's done, 
before the ice cream is to go, wow, awesome job, you did this. And to acknowledge, because our own yes. belief, and it's based on a lot of bad experiences, that we are unreliable, that we don't finish things, that we don't have stamina. And it's true, we don't have a lot of stamina for certain things and for other things when we're interested you know we have stamina that everybody has their hobby or their uh, whatever it is you know that they can when when it's something that interests us we are there and we can go forever sometimes until or unfortunately go until we suddenly hit a wall and right. then we just we're, we're flattened um and unfortunately so often when we're pursuing something so if i'm writing a blog and it's going well and then i suddenly get stuck and i've stopped that's when that's the wrong time to take a break because at that yes. point i've stopped and i've walked away and when i come back and open it up it's like oh yeah whereas if i, I and this is hard to do but i think this is true with anything if you if i've got i'm writing the blog and i know i've got to take a break and then i suddenly come up oh i've got a great gag here and an idea and that actually leads to a whole thing oh this is going to be good stop now and just make enough of a note to remind yourself and go off right, because right. when you come back again later to sit down again and you open up the document, oh yeah, this, this is great, and bang, you're off to the races. Right. And so I, I've found that so often with a, with a project that I've got ideas for uh, or a blog or anything that I'm working on, even planning a vacation, if I start a document you know, if I say, I, I don't think I can write a blog right now. There's so much to do, but I, I've had this idea. I want to blog about the idea of only using one calendar, say, or whatever it would be. Right, um, right. And then, so I'll start the document with a title that's going to remember only one calendar. I will be able to find it. I put in a bunch of words so that if I forget the title, I can at least search it and find the right. document. And then I just throw down one, five, ten lines. What happens sometimes mm -hmm. is that that's enough, and when I come back later and open it, it's like, oh, look at all these ideas. Yeah, yeah, it's like, oh, there's a whole bunch of thoughts. Oh, and, I, and stuff you would have, I would have forgotten. And One of that. The yeah. other, sorry, the other uh, thing that can happen, though, Dave, is that sometimes I'll, come, I'll sit down, I'll just write a bit. I don't think I have the stamina to write at all. And once I start putting down those ideas, they lead to another and another and another, yes, and then yeah. suddenly I am writing. And then... It spins off, and I suddenly have three blogs that are well on their way because one right. cleaves off into a whole separate topic. One of the things that uh, I hadn't realized, I don't know how many years I've been using Outlook, and then I read something that, oh, you can drag an email into the calendar. Oh, imagine that. So yep. I'd get an email, it would be about something coming up, and do exactly that because when you do that you actually get a little space on top of the email you just got I could put down beginning ideas for a talk I was gonna give so then when I came up to it again oh I've got already got these ideas instead of thinking oh you know I had some good ideas for that and you run into the block absolutely and that's and so often we forget that we started a document so if I you know we uh, uh, this was actually, I wouldn't say it was a short notice, but we talked about it and he said, let's do it in a few weeks and we're, here we are. But sometimes uh, I'm giving a talk in December uh, for, uh, you know, uh, many months away and 
just confirmed that today. So I started a document and I threw in a bunch of ideas. And the danger for me is that I'll go, you know, I'll come October, November, and I'll, I'll see it on the calendar. Go, oh, I should start a document for, and I'll forget I've actually started a document. So yes. that it's really important to whether it's you're a writer like me or whatever it is you do to be able to organize your stuff and label it and so on so you can find it. Otherwise, you just keep reinventing the wheel. I like the idea of putting in some of the words that are tags so you can find it later. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You may not remember the title, but there's something you can, can locate it with. Yeah, and it's so, you know, if you're working with your hands, say you're, you're creating something, um, crafts, or I don't know what you're, whatever it is you're doing, handmade things, have your materials labeled. Um, you know, that's, there's, you don't want regimented time and regimented thinking, but if you're making beautiful beadwork, you want to know where the red beads are. You don't want to yeah. have to, every time you change color, have to try and figure out where the red beads are. And you want, you want structure. And that's another thing that I really think we fight against, and it's a huge mistake. But you want structure for the stupid, dumb, simple stuff. You, you want to know the rules. If you're a painter, you want to know that if I mix blue and yellow, I'm going to get green. You want, that's a simple thing. You want to know that. And, it's, and it doesn't limit your creativity to know that. No, I don't want to, I mm-hmm. want to break all the rules. It's not, no, no. You want to understand this because whatever it is you're trying to really create, if you're a writer, you're using the same words everybody else is using. You know, there's a lot of them around. But ultimately, it's, it's not like you've invented language or you've invented right. the Right. It's how you put them together. It's, Exactly, yeah. and understanding chapters and understanding all these things. And what I've, I think for so many of us, we want to be creative, and we're afraid that if we, if we follow, read, if we're a musician, you know, if you're a musician, I just want to create my own thing, you won't listen to anyone else. The greatest musicians and the great composers and, you know, from the Beatles sure. on back, they listened to everybody. The Beatles, right. early on when they were teens, they were grabbing every album, bluegrass, whatever came from across Oh, yeah, America. a lot of classical music that's integrated into the Beatles stuff as ideas are actually, the background is a section of violins or an, an orchestra. Yep. Um, Absolutely. So they, yeah, yeah, pick up a lot of things. But we're coming yeah. up to uh, summation time, and yeah. uh, I think we've looked at a number of the, the different topics and challenges that people with ADHD face kind of woven together um, around this central thing of procrastination, which is uh, even figuring out, okay, how am I going to deal with that? seems overwhelming. Um, well, and it's, these little I think pieces. it's... Yeah, I think it's part of it is when it is overwhelming, you just break it down. So mm-hmm. um, if, if I was overwhelmed by the idea of writing a book, um, because there's many steps, what I could start with is just a document that has a title or at least five ideas about this is going to be a book about ADHD symptoms and da, 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 and so on. Lay that out. I start with that. Mm-hmm. If that seems too much, then it's okay. Even that's too much. Chunk that up. First, I'm going to create a document my new book. That's easy yep. enough to do. And so you take, you know, you don't go on, as somebody famously said, you don't go start your vacation only once every light between you and wherever you're going has turned green. You drive along, and when you hit a red light, you deal with that, and so on. And so the same with steps. And I think that is a huge one. It's just breaking things down into doable right. steps. It's and then that, making sure you remember where you were or where you left off. And the, and, the uh, 
that the Chinese saying a journey of 10,000 miles begins with the first step. Yeah, you and have taking to that put on your step, shoes and walk out the door. And, it, you know, and then if you end up noticing later, gee, I started this book and never finished it, guess what? It probably didn't mean that much to you. And I've yes. had to deal with yes. that myself is to go, rather than go, oh, I've never finished these screenplays. Once I got diagnosed, I went, yeah, I'm never going to finish these screenplays. They take yeah. six so months to write one. Forget it. Worry about it. Well, speaking yeah. of finishing, we've uh, kind of run out of our time so we can okay. finish up. I'm sure we'll have a chance, Rick, to carry on the conversation on other shows. My yes. guest today has been Rick Green of TotallyADD.com and one of the um, shows of kind of documentaries which Rick and his support team have come up with is ADHD and Mastering It. I'm sorry, ADD and Mastering It, um, which has a lot of the things we've talked about today in it. And I think anybody will find that very helpful. If you have ADHD, there are things you can use. If you're a person who knows someone with ADHD, you can pass along the tips or turn it on and say, we're going to watch a show. Um, exactly. So, and it's nice. It's on TBS now and then, but it, it's mm -hmm. in our shop and it's at Totally ADD. And it's, it is a, a really, it's a funny video too from beginning yeah. to end. So great. Okay. Well, thanks very much, Rick, for being on the show. We'll look forward to another time. And okay. you've been listening, folks, to ADHD Focus. And we'll look forward to seeing you next time around.